0: it's time for our children to go downstairs to their groups. Our burdens grow greater He sends us more strength As our labors increase To added afflictions He offers more mercy To multiply trials He multiplies peace When we have exhausted Our store of endurance When our strength has failed
1: Thank you, Father God, that we can lean hard into you. No matter what we're going through, no matter what we're experiencing, it's so good to know that we can come as we are. And we say, Lord, we come as we are, but work in us. Change us, Lord, to become more and more like you. Help us through our struggles and our our challenges, Lord God. We ask this as we now go into a time of communion, Lord, that we would uh, hear from you individually and corporately, in your name. Amen. you could take your seats for a minute. I'm going to make an an apology to start with, because this is my first time doing communion bit. I've got some notes, and I might read them quite a lot. So as I was preparing for this, I thought to myself, what actually is communion? In a nutshell... It is remembering the sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross. And it's our act of worship and thanks to God. In the early days, the uh, Lord's Supper or communion was known as Eucharist, which actually means thankful, which I thought was really interesting. And I was drawn to another passage. It's not an unusual one for communion. And it's in Isaiah 53. It's a prophecy about Jesus and the life he would experience and our response to him when he did come as a human being on this earth. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care, yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us are like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Now Jesus would have known that scripture, so he knew what was coming. Even when he was born, he knew what his end was going to be and the challenges and the struggles that he would experience in. But it didn't deter him. He kept pressing in, kept communicating with his father, kept praying, kept reading the scriptures, and kept teaching it, and yet stayed without sin. So that must have been really tough. I'm not sure I could have coped with that, knowing everything that was going on. I'm quite grateful that God doesn't tell us what's going on all the time. Um, so, but Jesus, as he was coming to the last night, he gathered his disciples, his followers or fellow believers together. This was a community family celebration meal and was especially for his followers And so it is today, if you believe that Jesus died for you and you have asked him to be Lord of your life, this meal is for you and we can join in together as family to celebrate and be thankful to God and all that he's done, all that he's doing and all that he's going to do. It's an intentional moment for us to focus our hearts and minds on Christ and his redeeming work in our lives, the grace that he outpours let's ask god to forgive us where we have strayed where we have done things in our own strength where we have sinned in word in deed where we have angered where we have anger inside us or unforgiveness towards one another or even towards god or even with ourselves so let's come to before him now in a moment of quiet reflection to put our hearts and our minds in the right place Seek forgiveness when we need forgiveness and just to focus on him. So just before we take the bread, let's just spend a couple of moments reflecting on his goodness and his grace. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. As we take the bread, we remember the body of Christ that was broken for us. We remember the stripes that he took on our behalf and he suffered under the lashes of soldiers. We remember his betrayal and crucifixion. We remember his death. Nothing supernatural about the bread itself, but it is a strong reminder of who our Saviour is and what He underwent. By the sounds of it, it sounds as if you've all managed to undo the, the the wafer bit already. But if you haven't undone it before, undo the the clear through wrapper first. Otherwise, you'll end up with juice all the way down your front. Um, and In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, "This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you." So apart from the blood, there's no hope for us. There's no peace, no salvation. It is through his blood that we are truly made free and made whole. Thank you, Lord. If you'd like to now take the wine, that would, or the juice. Thank you for your sacrifice, Lord. Thank you for what you did on the cross for each one of us to allow us to have a relationship with you. Thank you for your grace and your forgiveness and help us to honour you with our everyday lives, all the time, wherever we are, whatever we're going through, Lord. Amen. I'm just going to ask Katie if she'll lead us in one more song. And then we're going to hand over to Nathan, who will lead us in the word.
2: When you're ready, if you would like to stand. We're going to sing a new song that uh, I think we did last Sunday. Um, See on the hill of Calvary, my saviour bled for me, my Jesus set me free.
0: Throw.
3: take our seats. Thank you so much, Ben. We so appreciate you and all that you lead us in. Good morning. It is good to be together. I hope that you're doing well and had a good weekend so far. And I hope that you're praising God for what he's done. Isn't he good? We have a good and gracious God. Get all my stuff together. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it was such a privilege yesterday to be at Hannah and Simon's wedding. Uh, Hannah's been a part of this church since she grew up, and uh, it was just brilliant to celebrate what God's done in them and bringing them together uh, into marriage. But also, it was lovely just to be there and see the way in which we as a church served them. And I just wanted to say a massive thank you to those who served uh, Hannah and Simon and their families yesterday in just yeah, just giving yourselves throughout the day to serve drinks and food and wait on tables. You were excellent and I was just so proud that this was my church uh, that was serving us. So thank you so much for all that you did. We so appreciated you. This morning we're carrying on our series that we've called Balance, looking to regain a healthy balance in life and putting Christ again at the center of all that we do. And uh, we're looking at this particularly on the on the previous last couple of years uh, and the effect that's had on us. But it might be that actually just right now in this moment, you're going, forget COVID and what's happening. Right now, I just need balance in my life because of my current circumstances. And we hope that this preaching series is preaching right into the heart of what you're going through as well. And I hope and I pray that it is serving you well. This morning, we're specifically looking at addressing anxiety. And whether we recognize it or not, through the past two years, we've been peppered with messages of fear and of worry, whether it's worrying about getting sick or a family member getting sick, worrying about death, worrying about finance, worrying about income, worrying about Russia invading the Ukraine and a possible impact on us here in this nation, amongst plenty of other things, uh, potentially other things that we could have or still are worrying about. Worry and anxiety can hit us all in a number of different ways, both big and small. And over this last week, even, uh, my wife, Jules, was away uh, to visit a few friends. And I was worried about caring for our boys, genuinely worried. It gripped me at parts. But I wanted to serve her. I wanted her to go and enjoy that time. And I was worried about would I be able to to really keep the boys alive and healthy and happy. It was gripping me. It was like And worry just does this thing where it just takes over and you start kind of going down this thing of, oh, what am I going to do in this situation, this situation? Oh, no, how am I going to cope? It just gripped me. I think I was more worried that I'd survive. Um, but that's another thing. I was anxious and worried about the trip for weeks beforehand, and it would affect my thoughts, and it would affect my reactions in things, my behavior in things. It even, on the day that Jules left, affected my body. I started getting stomach ache. Just the thought, I do know, am I going to cope? Now, that was something relatively small, but things like that can end up gripping us and then affect our actions, our thoughts, our body, and the whole way in which we live. We can each make things worse than they really are by worrying by becoming anxious. In my situations, the boys did great, praise the Lord, and it wasn't as big as I thought it might end up being. Taylor took the bottle, hallelujah. And so this morning, we're going to take time to look at what does it mean to be anxious? How do we re-find our balance with these feelings of anxiety? How do we gain a healthy balance when faced with anxiety? And what does Jesus have to say about it all? Arthur Somers Roche, or Roche describes anxiety in this way. Anxiety is a thin stream of fear trickling through the mind. If encouraged, it cuts a channel into which all other thoughts are drained. Anxiety can start as a trickle and become a deluge that overwhelms us and paralyzes us. In Philippians 4, verses 6-7, to 7, Paul writes... Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which we've sung about already this morning, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's a great part of Scripture, isn't it? It's lovely. It's beautiful. So encouraging and so provoking. Don't worry don't worry about anything anything don't worry about anything in every situation come to God bring your request to him through prayer and petition and yet it's so easy to read that scripture and just hear don't worry about anything and we think so I've got to stop worrying I've just got to stop I've got to stop worrying and and then what happens is we start worrying about stopping worrying it's like I've got to stop. I've got to, oh, no, how do I stop? How do I stop worrying? And we're worrying if our worrying is having a bad effect on us or others, and it gets worse and worse and worse. Our worrying has grown into anxiety, and it cuts through our thoughts into our decision-making, our feelings, our body, and even our spiritual life. Unhealthy anxiety can restrict and squash us, It can lead to a place where you're not able to see things clearly for what they really are and leave you off balance in the rest of our lives, in all other areas of our life. And so with that in mind, I spoke to uh, someone in our church called Alice a few weeks ago, Alice Marshall. And Alice and her family uh, started coming to Harvest Church about a year ago. And um, this year she started a course uh, in, um, well, you can explain more in a moment, but started a course in counseling. And uh, I just thought it would be really helpful to talk through with Alice some of these things. And so we met a couple of weeks ago and just chatted through. And we just thought we'd bring our conversation here, if that's helpful. So Alice, why don't you come and join us, or join me even. And um, that would be great. Thank you so much, Alice. Can we give Alice a big welcome and thank you? Thank you. Alice, thank you so much for even being willing to chat yeah. this through. Can you just share a bit about your family? Obviously, maybe you're new for some people. Yeah. Like, how long have you have been here? Have you lived in Alton just a year? or? Well, yeah.
2: Sure, yeah, of course. So, um, as Nathan said, I'm Alice. I'm married to Ben. He sat over there. And we've got three children. Uh, they're all in the source at the moment. We live in Four Marks. Um, yeah, we started coming along to Harvest when you were meeting out. Al- in the car park and you had to book online and, and sign in and what have you. Um, so, yeah.
3: And did you think that because we're out in the car park, is that what brought you to us? And well, you it thought, was lovely well, and sunny be most every of, of the time. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, and it's been great, actually. That, that was quite helpful. It was at the time where um, you were telling us As soon as the service had finished, it was time to go home. Um, And for us as a new family, or for me particularly, that was quite helpful. And I know that sounds slightly counter-intuitive, but um, yeah, it was quite daunting actually coming along, seeing new faces. We knew several faces, we knew several people, but there was lots that was new to us. So to have that, or we didn't even need to make an excuse. We were told, okay, now it's time to go. So that was really helpful. And it's been lovely now just... Coming, meeting with people a bit more, having the coffee time again, um, getting to know people now that we feel a bit more settled. That's great. Uh,
3: Just in terms of, I guess, because of what you're studying at the moment, um, and maybe you could just share what that is. Mm -hmm. Have you got any particular insights on just what we've been through over the last couple of years and how actually that might affect us especially on i guess in terms of anxiety
2: yeah so i'm studying at waverley abbey college which is just kind of down the road in farnham there and i'm doing a diploma of higher education in counseling Uh, last wednesday the wednesday just gone was our last day of year one so i've made it a third of the way through the course um so that was a huge relief and um yeah, that's, it's, it's been a journey in itself. We've learned, of course, about counselling, but we've learned an awful lot about ourselves as well. And, yeah, I suppose in response to your, the second part of your question, any insights, I'm still very new to the theory and the learning and, you know, sort of talking about anxiety. But what I can bring is my own experience and how that maybe relates to other people or how that's different to other people because I think it's really important to remember that we're all different. So the last two years for everybody sat here will have been really different. Um, So from our point of view, Ben and I, we are (laughs) homebirds. We like being at home. We like being with our family. And um, so... To be honest, lockdown, when that first lockdown came, we were kind of quite happy with that or at least didn't mind it too much because that's the sort of, we, you know, that's just what we kind of enjoyed. And actually, uh, Ben was working, so he was a key worker. He was still able to go out to work, leave the house, leave <laughs> the rabble behind, go and do his thing, um, be with his colleagues. Um, so there was a sense of normality, and then it would be lovely when he came home, because we hadn't seen him all day, and that just brought something different to our day. Um, so that was that was fine. I'm not. I don't want it to sound all rosy, because of course, lockdown was not rosy for any of us. I'm sure. Um, but that's how we experienced it. And of course, I suppose the logical problem with being quite safe and secure and feeling happy at home in lockdown was, well, what about when lockdown ends? So that's where my anxiety personally um, came to the fore, I suppose. And um, yeah, I was thinking, well, needing to get back out into life, out into society. What does that look like? What if I forget to wear my mask? What if I... Go to hug somebody one of my friends and then it's awkward all those sorts of things played on my mind whereas some people i know were absolutely bursting out of the doors when lockdown lifted and that the anxiety for them was more around being at home Mm. so i think really it was different for everybody yeah
3: great Uh, and you shared when we were talking the other week you shared about an experience you had just a couple of weeks ago at an encounter Mm. evening meeting um, and how actually anxiety can affect us all in different ways. Can you just yeah. share that experience?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. So I was, um, I'd been hoping to come along to the encounter evening, you know, you intend to go and then the kids need to put into bed or there's some difficulty or something. So this was the first encounter evening that I'd come to and it was really lovely. It was a great evening, um, really enjoyed the worship and um, that side of things and... Um, when that time of worship had finished, I chatted to the person on my right and on my left, and um, that was great. That was fine. And then I thought, I need to leave. I had this overwhelming feeling of, I've chatted to the person on my right and my left, and I don't know what to do now. And it's like, I haven't been in this situation for ages. I haven't been out with just a few people wondering, um, you know, what to do. Perhaps I want to go and speak to somebody else, but I don't know how to do that. I'd Mm -hmm. forgotten maybe how to do that. So this overwhelming feeling came over me, and I know, you know, we'd had this brilliant encounter time. And then I was like, I have to go. And you'd think that after an encounter time, um, that lovely worship and what have you, being close to God... I'd be on some sort of spiritual high and um, be ablaze for the Lord kind of, you know, thing. <laughs> um, but I wasn't. Um, and that probably sounds a bit kind of, well, that's a bit that's a bit rubbish. But that's just the truth of the matter. And I'd probably rather be honest about it and tell you how it was. Because, um, yeah, the, I, I'd rather do that than pretend to be a sort of, shiny have my shiny christian act together sort yeah. of thing so anyway there i was i needed to go i knew i needed to go i didn't know what to do um, so i kind of made a beeline for the door and actually chatted with a couple of people as i as i left um, and on my way from the building to the car i just was really cross with myself i you know it was that kind of why why have i responded in this way why, you know, there's loads of lovely people to talk to. Why shouldn't I have stayed? And it was that overwhelming feeling. And I think sometimes anxiety can make us do things that we wouldn't have otherwise done or we don't want to do even. Um, so driving on the way home, I I don't know. I just felt like I had to have a bit of a, bit of a word with myself, a <laughs> bit of a kind of... Um, Bit of reflection I guess and that's one thing we've learned on our course is doing lots of self-reflection yeah just, can you
3: just talk a little bit more about that in terms yeah, of, of how, how that works
2: <clears throat> so um, I just kind of we in in an anxious moment I suppose or in what we're facing we can be quite subjective and really in our feelings and that can be all-encompassing so what I've tried to do when feeling like that is almost come up, out, and look at, from a slightly more objective perspective um, and think about, right, what's really going on here? Because I think our emotions are kind of signals that there's something not quite right inside and that we need to, um, yeah, just have a bit more of a think about that. Um, so in the car on, that, on the way home, I had this kind of 10-minute journey back to four marks, and I was able to think, hold on a second... Um, I've not been to an encounter evening before. I've not been in this situation of just being in a small intimate group with people I don't know really well. I haven't done that for ages. Um, We'd had a lovely family round for a barbecue. It was a typical great British barbecue. It chucked with rain. So, um, you know, it had been a busy day. it had been tiring. So as I reflected on perhaps why I was feeling like that, some of those thoughts came to mind that, actually, no, it is fair enough that I was having a bit of a moment because of other things that were going on. So just taking that time to almost remove myself from those subjective feelings and look slightly more objectively was really helpful.
3: That's really helpful. Thank you so much. I guess one more thing that we we spoke about when we were chatting, you um, mentioned the verse in Romans where it talks about the renewing of our minds. Can you just yeah, just chat that through a little bit more, how yeah. that applies to us.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. So as part of our course, we looked at various different um, models, um, modes of... Or, or theories, rather, um, of counselling. And one of them is CBT, which is cognitive behavioural therapy. And as the tutor was telling us what this is, what, you know, going through the theory of it, I thought, this sounds really familiar. Something about it, the way we think affects the way we behave. Um, And that just, I was like, what what is that? (laughs) Trying to think of what it was. And of course, the the verse came to me. um, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And yeah, I just thought that was such a helpful perspective to take that as we um, look at God's word and what he has to say about situations, we can... um, our mind is transformed and that will help us to then behave in a different way. That's great. That's so
3: helpful. Alice, thank you so much. We really appreciate it's you. It's a pleasure. Can give the mic back to Karen. Of course, yes. Thank Let's you. Let's thank Alice, can we? Thank you. I hope you found that helpful. I found it so helpful just chatting it through with Alice a couple of weeks ago and just thought the conversation there was just really helpful if you'd like to chat more about it with her, you can. Um, as she said, she's going through this course, so it's very much just learning, but um, it's not in a counseling, but more just to understand what she's going through and what she's learning. You're more than welcome to do that. Let's just do this in terms of what she d- Alice just shared. Be transformed by the renewing of a mind. Let's, let's just read these verses in Matthew 11. They're going to come up on the screen. Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. Let these verses just wash over us. Fresh this morning. This is Jesus speaking and he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We could spend an entire series on this subject. We really could. There's so much that could be said. And ultimately, many of us, if not all of us, could share stories of both suffering from anxiety and war. And also a hope of overcoming it in many areas too. And so when it comes to balance, Jesus gives this amazing picture in these verses of a yoke of sharing in carrying what we're carrying. And us in turn taking on the rest and peace that Jesus offers. As we read these verses, what are we instructed to do? Jesus says, come to me. That's the first instruction. Come to me. Draw close. Don't come all sorted and all cleaned up. Don't come after you've got yourself right and once you feel you're you're ready to come to him, Once you're acceptable, no, Jesus' call is, come. Come to me. We're not limited to a Sunday morning meeting. We can come to Jesus at home, at work, outside the school gate, as we food shop. Throughout the week, every day, the invitation from Jesus is, come. And he's not just calling the one or two, but he says, come to me all. It's an open invitation. Each one can come. No one is excluded. We see that time and time again, don't we, in the life of Jesus. No one was off limits or too far from him. What do we come with? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. If you're weary, if you're burdened, if you're anxious, if you're tired, if you're worried, if you're stressed, if you're unsure, If you're in need of a break, if you're struggling, come. Come to Jesus. Come to the giver of life. Come to the creator of all things. The one who's sustaining our very bodies at this moment and giving breath into our lungs. Come to the one with a plan. Come to the one who can overcome all that we're facing. Come and receive. Receive rest. Jesus promises to give us rest Now, in my mind, I think, instantly kind of think, oh, great, Jesus has come to give me a holiday. Ah, an all-expense trip to the Mediterranean. Lovely. No, no, it's not a promise of a holiday. It's not a promise to a self-help book on your own. It's not even a promise to escape all that we're going through right now. But the promise is this, rest, peace. The word in the Greek literally means to refresh. Jesus is offering to refresh us, give us fresh perspective and peace for the circumstances that we're in and that we're facing. And then verse 29 that we read, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What does this mean? Well, this word yoke, I don't know if you saw that image. There we go, that image up on the screen right now. This word yoke is the Greek word zukos, referring to a wooden yoke that joined two animals together so they could combine the strength to pull a load that would have been too much for one to carry on its own. Jesus is offering this beautiful promise that if we submit to him, if we come under his yoke, If we tuck into his yoke, he carries our burdens. We get to draw on his strength. He shows the strength to carry our burdens. He carries our anxiety upon himself. And he gives us this instead, rest, peace. How? Because he's taking the load off us, carrying it on our behalf. It's a beautiful picture. Jesus carries this wooden log on him, on his back, in order to carry our burdens, our weariness, our anxiety. It's a beautiful picture of the cross, isn't it? Of what he was going to do literally on the cross. Carry our burdens, carry that weight, that shame upon him. Jesus says, come to me. Take my yoke upon yourself. Why? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. His way of life is to experience our burdens being lifted and to experience his peace when the world around tells us to be fearful and anxious. His offer is to teach us a new way of life. He's the way. It's to draw us into deeper relationship with our Heavenly Father through Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit John Mark Comer writes this in his excellent book, uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. He says this, Here's a conviction of mine. The Western church has lost sight of the fact that the way of Jesus is just that, a way of life. It is not just a set of ideas, what we call theology, or a list of do's and don'ts, what we call ethics. I mean, it is that, but it's so much more. It's a way of life based on that of Jesus himself. It's a lifestyle. Jesus doesn't offer us an escape. He offers us something far better, equipment. He offers his apprentices a whole new way to bear the weight of our humanity with ease. At his side, like two oxen in a field tied shoulder to shoulder, with Jesus doing all the heavy lifting, at his pace, slow, unhurried, present to the moment, full of love and joy and peace, An easy life isn't an option, an easy yoke is. Friends, if we're to live a balanced life with Jesus at the center, we've got to address the anxiety in our life. We can't let it just keep rolling on and on and on and kind of getting out of control and overwhelm us. If you're feeling weighed down with anxiety, with stress, with worry this morning, whether at this stage it feels like it's just a trickle or whether it feels like it's a torrent, the invitation is... Come, come to Jesus, come to the lifter of our heads, the carrier of our burdens, the one who it was written about in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Peter writes in his letter, 1 Peter 5 verse 7 he says cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you we have a God who cares he cares for us and he cares for you for some we just need to hear that afresh right now God cares for me God cares about my situation he cares what I'm feeling what I'm thinking what I'm going through maybe after the last two years you need to hear that afresh God cares about us and what you've been through and what I've been through, God cares. He's not far off. He's not distant. He's close. Maybe after something currently happening in your life right now, you need to hear that afresh. God cares for you. Maybe in that loss that you've experienced recently. Maybe just with all the pressures of prices going up and everything around it, you just need to hear God cares. He does. He cares. He cares for you cares for me. God cares for us. He loves us. We can cast all our anxiety upon Jesus because he's willing to carry it for us and with us. I loved it when I read um, those verses that we read earlier, Matthew 11. I, I read it in the message as well and paraphrases it like this. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Friends, if we're to live out a balanced life and not let worry and anxiety in our life overcome us, it starts in Jesus' words right there. Come. Come to Jesus. For each one of us, that's the invitation. Come to Jesus. Come to him. Let him take your burdens. Let him take our anxiety. Let's do that right now. Why don't we stand to our feet? Of you, just where you are in your seat or where you're standing, just reach out to Jesus. And He knows, He knows each of the worries and the concerns on our minds and our hearts. Why don't you just reach out to Him and say, Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm going to bring my burdens to you. I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and move amongst us. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We welcome you in this place and in our hearts. We welcome you. over every worry and anxious thought. I pray, come. Come, King Jesus. Come and bring your rule and reign. Come and carry our burdens, I pray. Come and lift our eyes to you afresh. Perhaps just in this moment, you just want to name that, that thing in your life right now which is bring in concern or worry and just say, Jesus, I give this for you to carry. I give it over to you. But there's an exchange. As we give that to Jesus, Jesus says, receive my rest. Just receive his rest that refreshing of our souls. Come, Holy Spirit, come and refresh our souls. Refresh our minds. Refresh our bodies. Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you, Nathan and Alice. Just to quickly say on from that, really, is the fact that if you are feeling anxious, you don't need to feel ashamed about it. If you are feeling anxious, get help. Ask people that you've come with. Ask one of the leaders here this morning. But there's no shame. there would be no judgment if you do admit it to yourself, to God or to somebody else. But don't struggle in it. For many years I did struggle in it and it had quite severe consequences. So I just encourage everybody who's, and we all all are anxious at some point, and what is real to you is real to you. What you're anxious about may not be what somebody else is anxious about and vice versa. But that doesn't matter because we're all different and we all handle things in different ways. So if I can just ask you to sit down for a minute as we... Come to a con- coming to a conclusion of our meeting this morning. What an amazing meeting we've had together. Next Sunday, we will not be gathering here on Sunday morning because we're encouraging each and every one of us to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee of the Queen. be good to be praying for her during this week. There's lots of evidence out there saying that she has a faith herself. Let her be able to show that and reveal that to the nation at this time of trouble and concern and fears, that God's love would shine through all that she does. So, though we're not gathering, we are encouraging you to get involved in a street party, arrange a street party, do something with your life group. Or, if you've got nothing else to do, why not go down to the town, to town gardens on Sunday for a, for a picnic, I believe there's music and all sorts of things going on there. What plans have you made? It's not just a Sunday off. <laughs> Let's see how we can get involved and engage with our community. For all details, for all of the events and activities that we've uh, got going on, uh, you'll find them in our weekly update. If you don't get that, let me know and we can add that to you. One other notice is last week, Andrew was talking about being involved if you didn't pick up one of these flyers can we encourage you to do so today and if you have and you haven't completed it yet can we encourage you to uh, to do so today so that we can start getting some teams bolstered up and that we can do the things that we feel that God is calling us to do both for us as a church and also for our community If we could ask you to do that that would be fantastic If it's your first time here, we really hope that you've uh, enjoyed being with us. It's been great to have you with us. And hopefully on your way in, you would have received one of our welcome packs. If you didn't, you can pick one up over on the welcome table over there, or you can speak to one of our welcome team who's wearing a a lovely yellow shirt. Inside there, there's a booklet about who we are, what we believe, etc. It's only a short booklet, it doesn't take long to read, and a pen. And probably the most important piece is that connect card. If you want to receive the update to know what's going on, complete the connect card. But if there's any, any other ways in which we can help you and support you, then that's a really good way of us being able to uh, connect with you and uh, get to know you better. Uh, once you've completed it, if you'd like to put it in our gift box or a connect card box or again hand it to the welcome team or one of the leaders... And just for those that are new amongst us, you may be interested in just two other events. We've got a welcome tea coming up on the 12th of June and an exploring membership on the 25th. Uh, Details will be in the update, so there's another encouragement for you to complete the Connect card. We want to thank you for being with us this morning. We hope everybody has enjoyed it and everybody has uh, sensed the presence of God this morning. It's been a real tangible sense here this morning. So be blessed, be a blessing as you go. If you are able to stay for refreshments, they're going to be served out there. And parents, please go and collect your children in about five minutes. You've got a bit of time to go and have a nice, quiet cup of coffee before the children come running around the place. So thank you very much. See you in two weeks' time, but have a great weekend next week.